TTB Music Podcast. Five albums this month instead of said six. We can't count. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to do Lucinda Williams's uh, Ghost of Highway 20. And for those who were tuning in specially for that. Bye. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, Spotify had it, then it didn't have it. And whilst I have listened to it a couple of times, Peter hasn't listened to it at all. So <laughs> I think the easiest way to review this is just to say if you're already a Lucinda Williams fan, you're going to like it. My bad. It's still good. Um, and if you're not, about time you check this from Lucinda Williams anyway. Anyway, moving on from that, what we are going to be reviewing is uh, Div, I'm calling them. Yeah. D-I-I-V, or... Die 4. Yeah, Die 4, D4. Yeah, I reckon it's Die 4. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're not even bothering anymore. I should have looked on Wikipedia, it churches, it tells me how to... Yeah. always, uh, always... Anyway, the album is called Is The Is Are, <laughs> just to be really confusing. But then doing Money, that, that's Money. Yeah. Uh, suicide songs. Moni. Yeah. Uh, then Eleanor, and again, this could be Friedberger. I think it's Friedberger. Friedberger. Fried, Fried. Yeah. If my, my my elementary German serves me there. I'm presuming it's Friedberger. Uh, New Friedberger. View. Uh, Shearwater, Jet Planes and Oxbow. And mm. finally, Foxes, All I Need, as well as people texting me. <laughs> Who's texting podcast. you? Oh, are we live? Uh, <laughs> oh, no, yeah, that's uh, one of our listeners. Oh, excellent. Hello, she's listener. Not, she's not requesting anything, though. So. <laughs> That's too late. It's <laughs> too well, really, isn't it? Um, so, I guess we should start... Oh, oh, first of all, I should say, I should also apologise to most of the artists this month, because uh, due to us having quite a quick turnaround on this podcast, and conversely, they're not having much time, both of us by the end of it, um, they haven't really got the compulsory three listens across the board from us on the this particular instance. For shame. So, yes. So taking that into account, let's start with <laughs> D4. D4. Uh, is the, is R. What? <laughs> um, I, I'm not, I'm not, I know where you're going to come from on this um, because I, I kind of suspect um, based on previous conversations we've had about bands of this sort of nature, you're yeah. going to come at it from a certain opinion, and I respect that opinion. I didn't like this album at all. No, <laughs> no, no. Um, I listened to it, um, um, uh, and listened to it, and listened to it, and for me, it just all rolled into one long instrumental dirge. It is a very long album. It's, it's yeah. very much a double album. It's very much a double album. And it got to the point about halfway through where I was thinking, is this still playing? Which is never a great place to be when we're sat listening to these records. It's never a great place to be when the album's uh, 66 minutes long or whatever it is, either. Because, yeah. I mean, in the face of it, an hour an hour can fly by if you're really enjoying the music. It can. It can. I didn't enjoy this at all. Um, for me, there were no particular highlights apart from the short instrumental bursts of sound that broke up the monotony of the rest of the album. But apart from that... But apart from that, yeah, good album. <laughs> <laughs> um, I had a, a 
sim. Um, well, We're going to through this, aren't we? Yeah, we are going to rattle through this. Um, <laughs> my first feeling with, uh, when this album opened up, I think our first listen was, it's, hello, late 1980s, early 90s. Yes. <laughs> um, because the vibe was very much one of kind of charlatans, Stone Roses, maybe a bit of the Cure mission okay. thrown in as yeah. well. Yeah, um, I'd say more Cure mission. Yeah. What um, yeah. certainly uh, American reviewers kind of uh, call kind of dream pop is what the sound of it is. Um, lyrically, it's an album that is uh, basically all about drugs and addiction, mm-hmm. um, but from a guy that's sort of getting over drugs, drugs and addiction, and um, and most of the album I think was written after him getting out of re- rehab. rehab. That band's second album I wasn't aware of the first album, so I can't say what. Um, that was like compared to this however this has been an album that's grown on me um on the repeated listens i did manage to get three listens of this in and part of me really likes it and part of me totally agrees with uh one of your main points which is the fact that, that it does have a tendency to all be a bit samey and it does feel like a long record mm. um that said, I do like the start start of the al- album. Um, first kind of uh, five tracks, I think, are really, 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 really good. Uh, there's great riff on "Under the Sun," which is the second track. Um, yes. Some great lyrics and stuff on "Bent R- Roy's Song," which is yeah. the third third track. Dopamine's a good kind of kind of rocky tune. And throughout this record are good songs, but they do kind of get lost a bit as the album goes on in a kind of wouldn't quite say monotony, but um, certainly on first listen, I was definitely thinking, similar to you, is this record ever going to end? Um, subsequent listens, I haven't quite gotten rid of that 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 feeling, but there's enough good music within the album to make me kind of go, oh no, I remember there's another good track coming in, a couple of songs. I just need to keep a concentration, and it comes in like towards the end. There's a couple of good tracks, "Dust" and "Waste of Breath," which at the end of the album are are pretty good. Um, so I think it's a, uh, a good record and a grower, but had I been the person in charge of um, producing it, I would have made it shorter. Yes, I agree. I, I completely agree with your mission. I thought you were going to mention Chemical Romance as well. Yes, but... It has that sort of... When you say dream pop, it has that sort of dreamscape sort of feel to it. You can imagine as a live act, it just being one long... Um, instrumental with vocals yeah <laughs> you know what i mean um with an awesome lighting show no doubt uh, but yeah no so I, I thought that's where you may you may you may come from but i don't, think, uh, I don't think they're gonna have a uh, awesome light show no no i don't well, I could be wrong either. you could be wrong yeah well so we move on to manchester and uh, the second album uh from a band called money yeah um called suicide songs uh which is an accurate uh, description of the tone of the record both lyrically and musically um bizarrely for me i've started off a bit like kind of rem doing impersonation of the verve yeah um particularly since the guy's voice particularly on the opening couple of tracks Mm. definitely had a kind of michael stipe-esque yes um agree lyrical uh, tonal delivery to it um it's a very lyrically driven record um as one might expect from the title i suppose and there's not a lot of redemption going on here kind of lyrically um musically again we're sort of more kind of 90s indies here i suppose i've already mentioned the verve 
kind of elements of maybe Echo and the Bunny Men going on there as well, I thought. Um, and some of it is really, really wonderful. Um, I'm Not Here, which is the second track, and All My Life, funny enough, which is the second last track, are a pair of almost kind of like music twins um, that kind of just uh, bizarrely could be one and the same, tr same, same track, but kind of work well where they're positioned in the, in the album, All of My Life being the stronger one. The album's final track, Cocaine Christmas and Alcoholics New Year, is it's Fairytale of New York. It was a riff on Fairytale New York. Kind of it? thing, really. I heard it's, that, didn't I? Yeah, it's like, yeah. I know, let's do a, a, the version of Fairytale of New York, yeah. a kind of modern version, but yeah. with a similar kind of tone, really. Yeah. Um, quite fun. Um, again, um, it's one of these records that you can listen, listen to, and lyrically, it is quite funny. I like on, I think, the opening track. He says, I'm not trying to say I want to be God, I just don't want to be human, which I thought was quite a nice uh, line. Um, it's an okay record. I, you know, I quite enjoyed it, but by the same token, it wasn't one that kind of said, listen to me again, listen to me again, listen to me again. So, yeah, it's alright. Yeah, okay. Gre I agree with everything you said up until that last point. Um, I felt I could, could listen to this again and again. And actually get more out of it per listen. Mm. Um, for me, uh, I didn't know the band were from Manchester. But um, now, now that I do know that, that makes perfect sense. Because um, vocally, you do get that real sort of late 90s sound. Dad rock. It's not dad rock because that's doing it completely down. It's nothing like dad rock. Um, but you do get that sort of late 90s indie yeah. Oasis influenced you yes. remember there was all those bands in the late 90s that were like oh, yeah. wannabe Oasis, um, like Embrace and so on. Um, so you do get that, that sort of vibe. Um, but of course, now that makes perfect sense. No, no, really good album. Um, very, as you say, not the greatest driven vocally, but actually, uh, you know, the good parts of Embrace... Uh, the Verve you've the mentioned, obviously. The good parts. There were, were there? yeah, one or two. Um, um, but mostly, as you say, Echo, Buddyman, um, Verve. A real sort of classic indie, 90s indie album. Um, for me, particular highlights were opening couple of tracks. Uh, I'm Not Here. Um, Night Came, the really sort of long one. Yeah. Um, I actually quite, you know, I kind of went with that. I kind of lost myself in that a little bit, so that was, that was cool. Uh, which is then broken up by Suicide Song, which is a lot more punchier. Um, yeah. so, so, so there was enough a variation between the sort of long indie uh, with some sort of more, more up-to-date rock in there as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I quite enjoyed this album. In fact, I would, I would say repeat listens are probably worth, worth it because I think they would reward it's interesting because he, he says himself that he's not really a band person. He's mm. more more of a songwriter, and so yeah. the, the words are his are his thing, and he's just trying to drop some music around it to get it out there, as it were. I suppose, um, and, and I suppose that bodes well for the future, because I could see I could see that, that you know a third or fourth album being really good. I mean, really good. We shall see. Yeah. Uh, right, moving uh, to uh, New York and Eleanor. Friedberger, New View, and this is her third album. Uh, yeah, New View. Peter. Um, I began this album uh, by liking it, and I think it's because I reviewed 
<laughs> that first album immediately beforehand. <laughs> so it was like a breath of fresh air. And were you singing along to Knocking on Heaven's Door? And the <laughs> yes, <crash>? I was. <laughs> Sorry, he didn't mention his mother. So. <laughs> um, uh, but actually, over 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 the course of this album, um, I started to my classic attention starts to wander. Uh, I found that I wasn't as engaged the longer the album went on, which um, seemed a shame uh, because I think actually it opened really strongly. Um, so we're back in that sort of classic Americana folk territory. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, you know, that's enjoyable stuff. We haven't been there for a while. No, it's been a while since we have reviewed yeah, an album of this ilk. Yeah, yeah. So so that that, that was nice. Um, as you say, apart from knocking on... Sorry, his, he didn't mention his mother. Um, sweetest Girls, obviously, you know, cool. Um, but, but then, as I say, not for me, I kind of, kind of started to feel more middle of the road. If I'm perfectly honest, yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I, I like this album to, to a degree, similarly. Uh, I mean, I, I like um, clearly an observational writer, uh, lyric, lyrically, because there's lots of kind of little stories going on hmm. here about, you know, literally just day in life of kind of thing. Um, one of the best examples actually being the final track, "A Long Walk," which is one of my favourite tracks, which is quite literally the story of. Yeah. And going on a long walk, uh, but it's actually quite an engaging, engaging story and quite engaging musically. Yeah, um, agree. As you say, it it is a kind of uh, kind of folky rock record. She's got a nice folky rock voice, uh, very reminiscent of Sandy Denny and especially Thea Gilmore. And musically, the album is a lot like uh, Thea Gilmore. And I would suspect that anyone who is a Thea Gilmore fan uh, would find something to enjoy within this record. Um, like you, I quite quite liked it um, without loving it, I suppose. Yeah, that's a fair comment. But it was interesting to read that um, Franz Ferdinand's song, Eleanor Put Your Boots On, was written nice. better. Since apparently she used to go out with Alex. Really? Oh, there you go. Uh, so we move on to Shearwater, Jet Plane and Oxbow. Uh, the only band, in fact, on the podcast who we've reviewed before. Uh, back in 2012, re-reviewed Animal Animal Joy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Uh, an album that we rated quite highly, and I think might have even made it into our top ten right. that year. Um, it was a pretty poor year. That was a pretty day, poor year, though. That year. Uh, and that's not to knock. <laughs> that is not actually to knock Animal Joy, no, which, no, is, of which, is, which is actually still a good album. Still a good album. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so new album. Um, <laughs> we're talking very much talking in 1980 as the. Uh, time point of this album <laughs> yeah, yeah. in fact the, in fact they make a point of stating that fact, fact um that scary monsters was a big thing in uh approaching this album um and so there's use of lindrums and stuff like that going on in the background um it's a very grown-up adult rock record i suppose is the best way to des- des- describe it um you've got that again his kind of baritone voice that sounds like the bloke from talk talk um Again, I'm sure, as for most years in this podcast, there are several people that come along that tend to have that voice that sounds like the bourbon talk talk. Uh, I'm erring a lot already on this one. I like this record. Uh, first listen through, I was kind of, eh, not sure, not sure if I'm getting this at all. But it's the one that I have managed to listen to, to most, and that's probably the reason why I've gotten most, most out of it. And it's the one I keep wanting to put back on, particularly... There's a middle part of the album, back channels for them and Pale King's the Only Child section, 
which is just almost faultless. Really, really good, strong stuff. Mixture of kind of rock and pop. Um, it's a song with quite American spin at the start, which I, at one point I was swore it was going to break out into a Howard Jones tune. Uh, <laughs> uh, also great use of marimba and xylophone to get that kind of like spy kind of yeah sound particularly on filaments i think it's really 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 good yeah. um so it's an album that very much went from hmm to yes really like this record i really like this record um the, the release is timely i'll come back to that in a moment um, agree with you entirely. It's quite often, quite rare that we actually say the middle of the record was good. It's usually one, half, is true, one yeah. half or the other. <laughs> no, really strong middle. Um, I, I was, I was getting, I was getting David Bowie all over this. Um, and again, I wasn't, I didn't know, I didn't know the sort of the background thinking to this album. Uh, but, but no, I got a real strong sense of Bowie. And I thought, I thought, I began to think to myself, it's because you've been listening to a lot of David Bowie, Peter. <laughs> you've been listening to too much. Um, but no, there was a real that that sort of late seventies, early eighties. Oh, late seventies, early eighties, Bowie. Yeah. Um, who you know, it, 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 that that vibe just ran ran all the way through this. Um, and I, actually, I really enjoy, I really enjoyed this record. And, and, and it, yes, for me, it was one that I managed to squeeze in a bit of a repeated listen as well. And it, it certainly does grow uh, as an album. Um, it's possibly the stronger album of the podcast. Although we'll see you in a moment. Um, so a very, a very enjoyable record. I can't, I mean, for the life of me now, it's four years ago. I can't remember why <laughs> we didn't post their other album at number one that year. <laughs> uh, but this is certainly a contender in terms of, in terms of, you know, the top 50 lists or, or whatever. I think this is the, the, actually their strongest album that we've listened to. Praise indeed. Yeah. So we end back in the UK... Uh, with the second album from Louise Rose Allen, otherwise known as Foxes, All I Need. Is she all you need? Yes. And musically? <sighs> wah, wah, wah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this is a this is a great pop record. Um, really enjoyed this. Uh, definitely dug into my pop sensibilities. Uh, that is to say, at times, if I didn't, if my only sort of nit, I'm nitpicking now. If I only had some sort of reticence, it was well. This is clearly pop music for for, for people that have outgrown Little Mix. <laughs> I had moments when I felt that, you know. But other than that, so that I, maybe that's my problem then, because I haven't grown out. Grow, you grown haven't grown out Little Mix. Little Mix. Yeah. Um, I, I, so there were one or two moments like that. I just thought, oh, well, that's just cute. Um, but but actually, for the most part. I thought this is a really good record. This is well put together, well produced. It's got great pop sensibilities running through it. It's put together well lyrically from a from a pop point of view. Um, and I actually, I know we we dabbled. Did we listen to her first album? No, we didn't. We didn't. But but it was a quite a popular. I understand it was quite a popular record. Um, it was glorious. It was glorious indeed. It was. Um, so. I actually feel this is a, 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 another contender potentially for for our pop record of the year. Who knows? Ooh, um, I didn't like it as much as that. Um, I didn't think you would. <laughs> no, <laughs> to be is, fair. which is not to say I, I didn't. I didn't like bits of it. I thought bit, I thought bits of it, bits of it were very good. Um, 
Body Talk particularly, which is a big 80s pop so song, um, which is uh, glorious. Amazing, uh, which is a good kind of modern day mm. pop song. Yeah. Equally good. Uh, the rest of the album I was more hit and miss on. Although I quite liked Money, uh, which is another catchy pop song, although it did sound a bit like um, uh, Taylor Swift's um, All You Have To Do Is Stay. Mm. I thought uh, I got the chorus. Uh, she's got a good voice. I think she could do better. Um, there was also a song on it that just sounded like Hosier's Take Me To Church as well. Um, Scar, I think it was. Oh, yes, yes. Um, and that was kind of, I thought, a bit crap, considering well, how that... recent a song that is. Be already ripping off something like I know, that. I know, but I think that's that's the thing about it. It's it, it's current, you know. It, it doesn't have. I doubt it will have the longevity. No, and that's the current bear thing was was possibly the thing that that's. Okay, I I remember listening to the first album when it came came out, and feeling similar about it, but actually feeling that at least she was trying to plow her own furrow, as it were. Whereas this seems to be a much more calculated mm. album, yeah, yeah, and, there's, and there's a lot of it, even on the yeah. songs that are good, that could be anybody else. Yeah, singing. You know, you could just stick generic yeah. singer in. Well, I think this is where my my, retic my reticence was coming from, um, in terms of that, in terms of that current sound and and, and that sort of appeal to the mass market, as it were. But hey, girls got to live. Yeah, um, and it has to be said, we've listened to much worse. We've records. listened to far worse. <laughs> so, in that, in that sense, all power to foxes. Yeah. And other wildlife. Yeah. Anyway, so... Uh, that was the quickest podcast ever. Are we going to pick one? Uh, Shearwater. Yeah, I think it's Shearwater. But followed by foxes, the Shearwater. I think the guy from Shearwater is, is quite a kind of... Um, animally kind of person so it would probably quite like to be followed by foxes yeah I have no idea what you're talking about on that note